Welcome to the wonderful world of pragmatic psychology. I'm your host, Susanna Mittermeier, and we are going to explore how your difference is the gift that our world requires. Hello, amazing, wonderful you. This is Susanna Mittermeier for another episode of Pragmatic Psychology, Be the Peacock. I haven't been recording any episodes for quite a while now, and this is something that occurs when there's major change in my world, and when new possibilities occur, there's a there's a period of, uh, yeah, just blank and so much new stuff that is really hard to put in words. So I've been like, you know, putting it on my calendar, you know, record an episode, inspire the world. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, what I've learned to do is just give myself space to have all this new awareness you know, do its thing in my world, in my body, and uh, my body has been changing a lot, uh, and which is amazing. I'm so grateful, and my world and everything. So, yeah. So I just give myself time, and I just wanted to say that in case you have something similar or have periods where there's change in your world, and you know, other people want to talk to you, or they want to know, hey, how are you doing? What's up? And you're like, uh, I. I can't, you know, blah, blah. And then, you know, how many of you have made yourself wrong because you couldn't say anything because you couldn't, you know, put, put it in words, put in words, whatever, you know, describes things in a way that are gettable for other people. So I used to do that. I don't do that anymore because I have acknowledged in times of change, just, you know, enjoy to shut up and, um, you know, don't force yourself to do things just because they're on the calendar and they're on your to-do list, you know, be in the question of what is it time for now and what it's not time for now. And, you know, in times of change, like the past weeks, I've just been doing whatever felt expansive in the moment, whether it was taking a walk or reading or listening to a class or, you know, writing. I just finished my next book. Um, That like, so excited, amazing. I'm so happy. It's been doing whatever was and is expansive in every moment and not forcing myself to do what is on my to-do list. And the amazing thing is um, I used to stress a lot about not getting things done um, and, you know, trying to control things into existence. And now just doing whatever is expansive in the moment, actually in a most really unexplainable, magical way, it things that need to get done, get done. And they get done when it's time for them, not when they're supposed to get done. So this is a different perspective on timing. Like timing can be done, like you can do things in a in the time that you've decided they should be done, which requires stress and force. But you can have like expand your sense of timing to a dance with the whole universe where you go, okay, so what is it time for now? And then the things that are on your to-do list, they will pop up and it will say, okay, it's time for me now. 
and you go, well, but you should have been done a week from now. Like this is, this is, you've been on my list like a week from now. Actually, I should do other things first. Like if you function from your mind, you, you do linearity. First I have to do this, then I have to do this, which is stress and force. But if you function from a bigger sense of timing, you're actually including the whole universe to contribute to you. And you will know what is time for us. So you look on your to-do list and go, okay, which of you is it time for now? And then you go, okay, this one pops up. Doesn't make sense at all. And I don't get it. But then you do it. You listen to your awareness. You listen to the whispers of possibilities. And then it just turns out so much easier than what you have decided it should be. And the same with my book that I just finished or with all the other books I wrote, just because I've finished the book doesn't mean, like I have a publisher and I told them the next book is done, but it doesn't mean I'm going to publish it right away because everything has a sense of timing. And again, if you function from not a sense of timing of what is right or wrong or, you know, oh, the book is done. So I will publish it now. That would be functioning from conclusion and from, you know, the mind's sense of time. But if you go, okay, I'm asking, okay, book, when is the time for you to be published? And I'm, it's not now. It's not now. So when I get a yes, when I get a sense of, when it tells me now is the time, I will tell the publisher to upload it and to, you know, get it out. And here we go. And I learned this from the first book I wrote, Pragmatic Psychology, Practical Tools for Being Crazy Happy. That was my very first book I wrote. And I wanted it to get out immediately. Like I was so excited about this being done that I went, okay, come on, let's, let's do this now, get out now, you know, and I was, I was upset with the people working with me at the time, because everything went so slow. And I'm like, can we just speed it up, you know, because I made my feeling of excitement, the navigation system for this creation, rather than asking the creation, when would you like to be? When is it time for you? And especially when you write a book, or, you know, any kind of creation, it's oftentimes something that is for the future or for people to read or see it in the future. Like um, any video you do or books you write or blogs you write or articles you write, how much are you aware of what people need in the future? But you already know it now. And this is especially, in this case, it's especially important that you ask, okay, when is the time for you to be actualized or to be get out there in the world? So with the first book, The Pragmatic Psychology, Practical Tools for Being Crazy Happy, after I was done being upset with how slow everything went, <laughs> I, I actually could hear the book telling me when it was time. And it was so cool. There was one person working with me. I think she did the book cover. I'm not sure. And she said, this book will probably be heard more three years from now. And she was so correct. Because when I published it, there were many people who were excited about it. And there were even more people excited about it three years later. And still now over, I think, 10 years later, people are still like, oh my God, this is such an amazing book because it speaks to the future. And the same with all my other books, um, The Fairy Tale Family and The Advanced Pragmatic Psychology and Who is Henry Books. Like people start to hear them now, years after they have been published. So what if what if everything you create 
involves the future. And don't think about it. This is not like, oh my God, how can it involve the future? Don't stress about it. It's more like um, if you put anything out there in the world, a post, a video, a, a text, or a conversation you have with someone, what if you include the future? What is required with this now and in the future? And um, it, things, will, things will probably flow much easier and you will not have to force things into existence or stress about them not being done because you know, okay, you ask, is now the time or later? Is it time for you now or later? And if you are someone who is creative and you know, likes to create, you probably are aware of a lot of things that will be, you know, that it's time for them in the future and not now. And probably you, you also, like me with the first book, you get frustrated because, you know, it's not fast enough. Well, it's not fast enough because it's not time yet. So relax, ask, is it time for this creation, for this job, for this project, whatever it is now or later, and it will tell you. And then you just, you know, let it go ask it to tell you when it's time, ask it to ping you when it's time and then relax and do something different. <laughs> and then you can ask, what else can I add to my life? What else can I add to my life? Because that way you can have you can have so many things at the same time. You, you can have so many things going on at the same time. It's amazing. And that's not normal. This is, this is really a totally different way of functioning because I remember when people told me, hey, aren't you stressed with so many things you have to do? And I'm like, no, I would be stressed if I have too little going on. And that's for most creative people. Like they're not stressed because they have a lot going on. They're stressed and obsessive when they have too little going on. So when you do micromanaging, when you worry about details, when you worry about, um, you know, s small things in your life and you stress it's not that you have too much going on. It's very often the opposite. You have too little going on. So ask, do I have enough going on in my life? How many projects, how many things do I have to add to my life to stop being obsessive and to stop, being, to stop micromanaging? Ask for the awareness of that. And it can be things like, it doesn't have to be job things. It can be job things or project things or creative things. It can also be like, maybe you want to, I don't know, you know, learn about horseback riding or you, maybe you want to learn about astro astrology or, or the stars or, you know, whatever it is you want to add to your life. It doesn't have to be only job related or project related can be anything that's fun for you that lightens up your world that you go oh, I'm I've always been interested in this and maybe now is the time to explore it maybe now is the time to you know find out more about it what you know what what pings you and you know this is so amazing because there's so many people go but I have to create my business I have to create my job and then they obsess about their business and they obsess about their job and then, you know, they complain that nothing is, is occurring. Well, because it's not only about your job. It's not only about the money. This is, again, where you micromanage rather than, okay, your whole life is your business and your job. So what if you ask, what else can I add to my life that increases and expands my playground? 
Because what if you imagine your whole life being like your big, big playground? Like, you know, when you were a child, you were playing on, you know, those playgrounds with swings. And I don't know what they're called in English because, you know, I was a child speaking German. So I don't know. Um, I think slides. That's what it is. Slides and swings. There you go. I do know. And so like as a child, you had slides and swings and all these things and sandboxes. Now... Imagine your whole, the whole universe, the whole, you know, galaxy being your playground. How would you decorate it? What place would you add? You know, it's like, what else can you add to your life? If your whole life would be your playground, what would you add? What would you choose? And, you know, most people haven't even asked that question because they're so busy fixing everything and making sure everything is perfect and everything is secure and in order but that's not living. That's making sure you're surviving. And the question is, is that really enough for you? Hmm. There you go. So what if the exploration of your whole life and future was not about stressing or forcing or micromanaging, but about, and I'm going to say a really bad word that most people, I don't know if you can hear it, but what if it's about playing? What? That's not serious enough. If you explore and play, you will always be on the creative edge of possibilities. So what else can you play with today? So I remember when I, when I was a child, and I think I mentioned it in one of the episodes before, when I was a child, I was playing, um, I love to play shopkeeper. And, you know, I love to, I have this, had this little packages of, uh, you know, washing powder and different other products, butter and bread and fruits. And I would sell them and I had so much fun. You know, I was playing being a shopkeeper and I was very successful, got to tell you. And later I remembered that. And when I started my own business, I was so excited. I'm like, oh, this is so grown up to have my own business. Amazing. So I'm going to play, you know, having my business. And in the beginning, before I made it serious, I played having a business and I was so successful because nothing was significant in my world. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, create a flyer. Hmm, I have no idea how to create a flyer, but I'm going to, you know, play. I'm going to be grown up and play creating a flyer. And it was so much fun creating a flyer. And it, you know, everything I did was just successful because it was based on play. And then later my business grew and I'm like, okay, then it's a lot of people projected on me, okay, your business is a big business now. So what are your plans? What is your business plan? You know, and I bought their point of view and their projection and I started to become serious about it and it didn't work. You know, I wasn't that successful. And so I let that go. I changed, I chose something different and I'm like, okay, I'm going to play again. And success expanded again. So it's like, if you, and th that's the one element. And the other element was exploring, exploring, because exploring is based on not on what you have done in the past and how you have done it, but how can I do it now that is greater than anything I've ever done before? This is how I create success now in so many different ways. <laughs> Because I don't go after how does one do this? How does one create money? How does one create business? How does one create a relationship? How does one create a body? I'm like, what am I aware of in this very moment? How do I try to, like exploring, how do I like to create 
my body right now? Body, how would you like to be created? Relationship with my partner, you know, what's possible today that's greater than yesterday? Business, same, you know, like explore play. And it's incredible what shows up. And it's where I don't function from the reference points of how does one do marketing? How does one do social media? There was a woman telling me, she's a lot of education in in social media, and she said, you're doing everything wrong, but it's amazing. You doing it your weird, different way are highly successful. And I'm like, really? Thank you. I didn't know. I haven't even thought about that. I haven't even, even, you know, occupied myself with the idea that there is a certain way one does Instagram or social media. This is so boring for me. I wouldn't even start doing social media if I would do it a normal way. Like I can't make myself do it the way others do just because if I do it, then I'm successful. Like doing it in a linear way is not my way. Can't do it. This is torture for me. So I'm like, I only do it when I go on social media. I do it because it's fun for me because it's from an energy of play, exploration, inspiration, and not because I'm doing it so I get something or because other people might find it amazing or something. I'm not waiting for a reaction. So this is this is a totally different way of functioning. So what if you do things just because they're fun for you and you do it the way you do them and you do it from an energy of play? So what if you play business? What if you play with your body? What if you play relationship And what if you take away the seriousness and the significance? And one element of that is don't worry about getting it right or wrong. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Enjoy getting it wrong or enjoy, you know, when it's amazing and ask, okay, so how does it get any better in this? What else is possible? So, you know, tap into that different space of functioning where judgments are not relevant, but you ask, okay, if I would play business today, what would I become aware of? What could I explore? What could I choose? If I would play relationship today, what would be possible? What would I explore? What would I be aware of? And do this with every area. So this is my invitation to you guys. And by the way, there is like this whole energy of exploration has been up in my world in the past half year more than ever, actually. And really letting go of old reference points and seeing, okay, if I would explore my life new and fresh from every moment and every day, what would be possible? And so many things showed up and started to change and shift in my world and also my body, which like my body was something that I'm like, I'm not sure if it's really that malleable, but I'm like, wow, that too so um, I want to invite you guys, if this is something that you want to have more of, I'm going to have a six-part telecall starting on January 20th, 2022. <laughs> Say that three times fast. <laughs> that is called Your Pragmatic Exploration. So we're going to have six calls about exploration with money, business, relationship, body, any area of your life and see, okay, what becomes possible when we function from the energy of exploration. So guys, let's do this. What else is waiting for us? And especially in times like these, there are so many people who want to go back to old reference points and go, oh, I want to have, I want to have the life and the world as it has been two years ago. Sorry, not going to happen. 
we have a blank canvas to paint upon and to paint the picture of our future and to create it the way we desire, the way it has never been. But this is up to us. It's not about waiting for other people to fight for our future. This is something every one of us has to do. And you don't have to be loud for it. You don't have to, you know, be angry for it. You can do it from space, play, exploration, and inspiration. Thank you guys for listening. And if you have any wishes for other topics, just, you know, write a comment under this episode. Big kisses and hugs to you. Bye for now. How was the show for you? Are you inspired? Feel free to share this episode with anyone you think would appreciate it too. Thank you for the contribution you are to spreading possibilities around the world. For more information, visit my webpage www.susannamittermeyer.com.